Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Man, there's a ton going on. Lots happening. Lots going on. Bottom of this hour is going to be Dr. Richard Urso. He's with the Global COVID Summit, globalcovidsummit.org, and just doesn't care. He just... Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, he cares. Don't misunderstand me. He doesn't care about the left, the woke crowd. He doesn't care about those who are yelling at and who are mad at Joe Rogan. He doesn't care about, about being shut down or persecuted. He just wants the truth out there about COVID. And not very long ago, I wrote a tweet about this, and I said this on my show. What's wrong with us learning everything possible out there about COVID and about treatments? Why can't we know everything? Even at the end of the day, if you find out that Fauci and the CDC were right, and I'm not saying that, but even if we find that out, at least we have the information available to us where we can then say, okay, that makes sense, that doesn't. This doesn't make sense, that does. And, and uh, Dr. Urso gets into some, some particulars today that you're not going to want to miss. Trust me when I say that. We've got that for you. Plus, they're blowing the joint up at CNN. Not literally, but figuratively, they're blowing it up like the building isn't being blown up. But Jeff Zucker is out. And he's been the boss at CNN for a long time. He's the reason why CNN became this anti-Trump network and he's out the door. And there are some there who are blaming, wait for it, wait for it, Chris Cuomo on a Wednesday. Bob it up, bob it up. Carrie, how's it going? It's okay. Here, I have not activated his camera, but Sam is here. Glad to have you. Thanks for stopping by. You do not want to miss this interview with Urso at the bottom, man. He just he just goes right at it. He's like, let's go. Ask him why are they doing this? Why won't they tell us the truth? Many gives good answers. Must hear it. This is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and the name of the song is Hump de Bump. Invariably, somebody will email me and ask. I'm glad to have you along for the ride. Make sure you stop by the talk. (laughs) Say, why are you giving me a hard time about the talk? Listen, that's not its full name, <laughs> it's <the talk>. okay? <laughs> no one calls it the talk. Come on, Carrie, they call it the talk, don't no, they? No, I'm sure they don't. No. Text your kid right now and ask him what they call it. They call it the talk. I don't think so. Sam, I'll listen, ask, you're not but... as cool as your dad, I get it. Listen, I don't think that's the case here. <laughs> Sam literally, Polo, literally during the break, Sam wrote me, please make sure you're also saying TikTok. And everybody knows it's the talk. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you weren't calling it TikTok. Come on. Well, I did. I think for the first three days I did. I'm pretty sure I did. We're uh, quickly approaching 10,000 followers over there. It's like 8,800 now. And uh, a video from yesterday has over 300,000 views. Now, think about it. Google's been shutting me down on YouTube. I can't get more than 1,000 views on YouTube. Uh, on Twitter, forget it. If I get four likes and a, and a, and a retweet, you know, that, that's lucky. On, on Facebook, you get, you know, 40 shares max out of almost 400,000 followers. And TikTok's like, yeah, here you go. Have a nice one. So, listen, get over to the talk, whatever. Um, and again, I'm putting shorter videos on there. During the break, I played a video for the, the, the web stream, and I showed the Joe Biden video that I'm talking about. So before we get into um, Jeff Zucker and the fact that he's out at CNN, let me give you uh, what Biden does at the end of his get-together today. 
the president decided he would cure cancer. And again, as I said, because he's such a failure, nobody on this planet is going to argue with him that we want to get rid of cancer. I had cancer. I survived. I lost my dad to cancer. My grandfather to cancer. I mean, my mom had cancer. So, I mean, it's a scourge, and nobody is going to argue with him. But he gets done with the speech. He looks over at Dr. Jill Biden and, and you know, pretty much says, how'd I do? And she, like, gives him the applause. Then he, then he walks down. I'm going to show it to you as I'm saying it. And uh, I'll describe it for those who are listening on the radio. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate it. Goes into Jill Biden. How'd I do? She says, good. Shakes, shakes her head. Then he walks to his right. Starts shaking the hands of his cabinet. I'm sure he doesn't know any, who any of these people are. Shaking, oh, oh, who are you? And why are you here? Hey, nice sweater. Hey, good to see you. And then there's a person who appears to be Amy Klobuchar, the senator from the great state of, of, of Minnesota. And I think he thinks she just wants to tell him good job. So he like waves at her and she comes all the way up. He says, thank you. Then she comes up, shakes his hand and pulls him in and whispers in his ear. Now, I know for a fact what she says here is put your mask on. Carrie, how do, how do you think I know that? Because you're out of lips. No, she's got a mask on. Oh. I know this for a fact because of what he does immediately oh. when she says it. Okay. He immediately, no, no, watch his face if you're watching on the web stream. He opens his little portfolio here, grabs his mask, he makes a face like, oh, crap, I forgot. And then he says, I'm going to get in trouble. He literally says, I'm going to get in trouble. Again, I, I just want to take it back a little. If you're watching on the web stream, look at this guy, this doofus, I'm supposed to believe is the leader of the free world. I'm going to play it for you again. He just thinks she's, she wants to shake his hand and congratulate him. Shakes her hand. She says, put your mask on. He opens the, the, the little folder he has. He takes it out. He makes a face. I'm going to get in trouble. And then he slowly but surely puts the mask on as they continue clapping. Now, the video, the audio feed gets killed here. They kill the audio feed so you can't hear anything else that's said. But that's exactly what just went down. This guy's got to be told to put a mask on. It's stunning to me. One more time for those who are watching. Crazy. Thank you. Points at her. Shakes her hand. Okay. Good to see you. She says, put your mask on. He goes, oh. Opens up his notebook. He makes a face. Shrugs his shoulders. He looks scared. He said, I'm going to be in trouble. And he puts the mask on. Now, those of you who are on the left, now he looks like a big doofus with a mask on. Uh, those, then he takes it down. Look, he just pulls the mask down, walks up to the microphone, starts talking some more. Something about my grandmother say, would say, don't spread it. Don't spread the thing, guys. Then he puts the mask back. He's just an idiot. So, so you might be saying, well, why are you focusing on this? Big deal. What's the big deal? This idiot doesn't know that he's been telling people to put masks on for a year and a half now, and he doesn't know enough to put the mask on as he's going down the line of members of his cabinet who are all wearing masks, right? I'm sure he doesn't know who these people are. They're in his cabinet. He's shaking their hands. Klobuchar has to come up out of nowhere, and it's obviously her telling him, put on your mask. And he does go, oh, hey, oh, I'm going to be in trouble. He, he lips that. I'm going to be in trouble. You see him saying it. Then he puts this really dumb mask on. And, and it's just, it's stunning to me that anybody on this planet would look at this guy and say, yeah, he's our leader. Yeah, he's the guy. Carrie, Car- did you see what I'm talking about? Or did you not see it? I didn't see it. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just so obvious what she's saying to him. And it's just such a mess. And again, I mean, the whole premise 
for this for this news there's not even a news conference for this speech because he wouldn't take any questions the whole premise was for him to walk out and say let me say something the entire country will agree with me on listen if you're on the right and you disagree with him about about curing cancer stop we want to get rid of cancer certainly but it was also a way for him to say hey congress give me some money for this so it's him going back out to get more money from Congress, more of your money and mine. He doesn't know enough to put the mask on at the end. During the speech, two or three times, he went, does this whole whispering thing. It's absolutely mind-boggling. And they all go, oh, hey, look at the mask. Oh, your grandmother said what? The whole thing is just nuts, man. It's completely outlandish. I wanted to share that with you. And I, and I think that I did a pretty good job in describing to those who are listening on the radio exactly what we were watching. And again, you can always go to JoePags.com, click on Watch Now, and you can see it as we do it live. But I wanted to get that out of the way. We have to talk about Jeffrey Zucker. And I don't know how in-depth the story that you have gets, but I've got even more information to add to it as to why this is probably going down. Carrie, what do you have? From the blaze, CNN President Jeff Zucker stunned colleagues on Wednesday by announcing a sudden resignation, writing in a memo he had failed to disclose a romantic relationship with another senior executive at CNN. Zucker ends a nine-year tenure as the network's president and chairman of Warner Media's news and sports division. In the memo, Zucker said his relationship came up during the investigation into disgraced ex-CNN anchor Chris Cuomo's actions to squash the sexual harassment allegations leveled at his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. As part of the investigation into Chris Cuomo's tenure at CNN, I was asked about a consensual relationship with my closest colleague, someone I've worked with more than 20 years. I acknowledge the relationship evolved in recent years. I was required to disclose it when it began, but I didn't. Zucker said I was wrong. As a result, I am resigning today, he wrote. According to the New York Times, Zucker was referring to Allison Golist, CNN's executive vice president and chief marketing officer. Golist acknowledged the relationship in a statement on Wednesday and said she would be remaining at CNN. Jeff and I have been close friends and professional partners for over 20 years, she said. Recently, our relationship changed during COVID. I regret we did not disclose it at the right time. I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of my time at CNN and look forward to continuing the great work we do every day. What's your name again? It is You try throwing like the last sentence that you read. Uh, all right, hold on. Allison Golist. Golist. Allison Golist. You know you know what job she had before she went to CNN? What's that? She was the uh, director of communications for take a guess. I don't know. For what? a politician. Oh, was it for Joe Biden? In New York. Oh, Cuomo. All right. So let's just carry Work mm. with me here. Work with me here. Allison Golist is an executive at CNN. Who was that host on CNN that had horrible ratings but kept his job all the time? It'd be Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Allison Golist used to be the director of communications for his brother, Andrew Cuomo. How did CNN treat Andrew Cuomo when people were dying of COVID 19 and when he was. When he didn't know how many ventilators he had. I mean, maybe it's me, but it sounded like CNN was like saying he should be the next president. He was mm, so great. Yes, that is correct. So the CNN coverage on Andrew Cuomo was stellar, like he was a god. Chris Cuomo had horrible ratings constantly, yet he kept his job through all sorts of scandals. And finally, this last one got him. Somebody brought up in the Chris Cuomo case that Jeff Zucker was having an affair with his goalist. What? 
are, you, are, are we putting two and two together here? Mm-hmm. So this woman is the communications director for Andrew Cuomo. Goes to work at CNN that gives Andrew Cuomo very, very positive, great coverage. Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo's brother, is failing horribly making millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. He and his brother, Andrew Cuomo, are yucking it up on CNN as Jeff Zucker, the president of CNN, the boss at CNN, the decider at CNN, is sleeping with the former director of communications for Andrew Cuomo. Do I have it right, Kerry Lockie? You do. Dude, what the what the hell is going on with media in this country? And I guess Brian Steltzer, Steltler, Seltzer Water, whatever the hell the guy's name is, I guess he is out there saying that Chris Cuomo is trying to take down CNN. So obviously, Chris Cuomo is so mad that he got fired from CNN, thinking that he's probably untouchable because of the Zucker, Golust, Andrew Cuomo connection, is now going to just take the whole place down. And that's something. I mean, go Carrie, as a journalist, maybe it's not as interesting, but as a human <sighs> being, come on, this is a very interesting story. Uh, it is indeed, actually. A network that only had profits that were very large profits during the term of President Trump because of their negative coverage of President Trump. When it turns out, inside their own house, the whole place was, was crumbling. It's amazing to me. It is uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Um, I'll take calls on that, on CNN crumbling, and whether you think that what I just connected really are connected. Uh, I'll also take calls on how feeble the president is. And I know that we've got Lexi who's calling in, who's a registered nurse who checks in with us every so often. I remember her saying that she was willing to lose her job rather than getting the shot for COVID-19. That'll be, um, I think, a good lead-in to Dr. Urso at the bottom of the hour. So, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by the Joe Pag Show. Dr. Richard Urso at the bottom of the hour. He's going to give you the true facts, the straight skinny on uh, on COVID-19, the therapeutics that are out there, these shots. Did they really get FDA approval? What are these shots doing? Where do these spike proteins go? This is the information you're not going to get from the mainstream media and information about deaths from these shots that nobody's telling you either. And again, the information he gives is above reproach. Now, keep in mind, if Neil Young were on my show, he would quit after this interview. You know what I'm saying, Carrie? Neil Young would not stay on the show. He no. would boycott. Mm-hmm. He would. We're giving real information on this. Yep. But a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Uh, let me go to Lexi, who's in California. Lexi is a, a registered nurse, and she started calling in probably, I don't know, maybe six months ago, something like that. And uh, her employer, which I believe is hospice. Lexi, Lexi you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, her employer... Uh, was talking about forcing the jab, and she said she would walk instead of getting it. Lexi, you've got an update for me. How are you? It is hospice, right? Good memory, Joe. Thank you for taking my call. You're um, welcome. Talk yes, to me. They... Okay, so update is um, don't have to take the jab and don't have to get the nasal assault. Um, really? So I don't get tested weekly. Yeah. Uh, religious freedom. It's my body, my choice, as they say. 
um, but also they can't assume I have an infectious disease based on California Civil Code. Um, so they have approved my religious exemption. I've wow. been working since October um, without any issues. I wear a mask in the patient's homes, just, you know, they're on hospice, they're compromised. I don't want to put the families in fear, but I gotcha. walk freely at my office. Um, and something ironic, and all the staff at my office about three weeks ago all got COVID, and they all are double vaxxed and uh, boosted. So it was never wished that on anybody, but you know, I'm not vaxxed, not, I'm not sick. My family's not sick. Our four kids aren't sick. Um, and just living the good life in crazy California. Well, that's amazing. A, a couple of things here, and, and thanks for sticking to your guns, and thanks for constantly uh, updating us. I think the recent Supreme Court case actually helps somebody like you. And, and here's why I say, even though the Supreme Court said that they can mandate the vaccine um, for people who are in the medical field like you who get money from the federal government, they also said that religious or medical exemptions must be accepted. And I think for a long time, Absolutely. they weren't accepting them. So did that change anything for you, or did, did you get your exemption before that? I've been exempted for the last eight years when okay. I started nursing school. I've been fighting this for quite a while. And yes, so there's OSHA guidelines. There's federal guidelines. When you receive money for Medicare, there's guidelines. Right. But there's always that little fine print that says, unless you have a religious exemption. So I've been fighting that. And um, I listened to a couple of uh, advocates out here in California, and they've really helped me pursue this for religious freedom. and what I discovered is you can even be an atheist and still refuse it, which was news to me. But yes, there's lots of things in the news and the media about the Supreme court cases. But at the end of the day, we have religious freedom over our bodies and yeah. we just have to fight. I've had a lot of sleepless nights over it, I'll but bet. you know, my husband supports me of 20 years and it's, we've got through it. Well, Lexi, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm glad that you did that. And again, thank you for the update. Let me just ask you one last question. I've only got about a minute. Um, your coworkers, have they come up to you and said, Lexi, how did, how did you do this? Because we don't want to get the shot. I've had one coworker in private. Um, she ended up leaving for other circumstances, but she found a job. Uh, I helped her with her religious exemption letter, and she has successfully got new employment in California um, without getting the vaccine or the weekly testing. So... Yes, um, it's worked out for me. I have nurses that work in acute care settings in the hospitals that have come to me, and I'm trying to help them as much as I can. At the end of the day, it's just about how hard do you want to fight for what you believe in. Right. So it's it's really shine the light. Well, Lexi, awesome. Uh, keep on calling in. Keep on updating us as things happen. You're in a field that we don't get that many calls from people on. And, and thank God that you stuck to your guns, and I'm really super proud of you, all right? Thank you. Hey, I like I like crunchy tacos, not soft tacos. <laughs> I like them too. They just Made fall them apart. Last night. <laughs> well, Lexi, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, see, well, I mean, I think I think most people like the crunchy ones, but when they fall apart, that becomes a problem. So we appreciate Lexi. That's awesome news. If you're in the medical field and you're being told because of the Supreme Court you have to get the vaccine or the shot, um, you do have religious or medical exemptions available, and that Supreme Court ruling said you can use that um, as a reason why you don't want to get that shot. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. JoePags.com. We come back. Dr. Richard Urso is going to break down some fact that we know. We talk about the alleged FDA approval for two vaccines now and more. Keep it here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy back. He's a scientist. He's a great doctor. And he's a man who's telling the truth about COVID-19 and about treatments, therapeutics, and other things other than the jabs. It's Dr. Richard Urso. Doc, how are you? Good to see you. Great, Joe. It's great to be here. We certainly had a lot happen in this last week or so. No, absolutely. I, I tuned into some of uh, Senator Ron Johnson's get-together, the roundtable. I saw you. I saw Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough. I saw Tom Renz, the lawyer, uh, and, of course, Johnson. You guys have all been on my show a lot, educating people about exactly what it is that's going on when it comes to treatments and when it comes to this virus. In fact, because of you and Malone, I've been suspended by YouTube because I dared interview you and I dared talk to you about what's really happening. Um, it, it's interesting and in a very general, broad view, if you don't mind, but let's start here. It's interesting to me that there are so many people in power who just don't want the layperson to know everything we, we should know about COVID-19 and treatments. Doc, any, any thoughts about why they don't want us to know everything available on something that's a, that affects the entire globe? Joe, that's that's the million-dollar question, I mean, or the billion-dollar question yeah. I think is appropriate uh, to Pfizer. It, to, at this point, I think I can't say anything except it's comp- completely corruption at the highest levels in the pharmaceutical industry, really pushing these agencies, um, pushing everybody around in every industry that they that they influence, including the hospitals. I mean, we are just seeing a complete scientific fraud from the beginning. I hate saying that, but it's what's happened. I mean, it, at first we didn't know. Right. We I knew how to treat this disease from February, March of 2020, but we didn't know that. The rest of uh, there was a collusion to stop these early treatments, and I think it, the biggest fraud, Joe. Just think about it. The Lancet published a fake study with Harvard CV docs. That should have been the the big eye opener for everyone that it was a fraud at the highest levels. Harvard head of CV Mera, no patient seen, said they saw ninety three thousand patients, six hundred seventy one hospitals, six continents. Back all the way in May of 2020, it should have been the eye opener that this is a fraud at the highest level. It's been nothing but that since. And I want people to know, hey, that's what happened. The head of Harvard CV still has his job, completely fraudulent study published in The Lancet, one of our medical Bibles. It's been that way the whole time. It continues to be that way. That's why you, thank you. I want to thank you and Senator Johnson, people like you trying to bring the truth to people. Thank you so much for giving us an audience. Well, I appreciate the, the actual science and the actual information. I mean, all we want is fact, and, and I appreciate you putting it out there, no matter what the persecution might be that goes along with it. It's Dr. Richard Urso. Go and follow him on Twitter. Also, go to globalcovidsummit.org and find out more about what this, this consortium is doing. Let's talk specifically about this Moderna shot that just got, allegedly just got FDA approval. The Moderna shot is the same shot that three Nordic countries stopped using on men, 30 years old males, 30 years old and younger, because of an increase in myocarditis. And myocarditis Myocarditis doesn't just come by, affect your heart, then leave. You have that that for the rest of your life. Your heart is now in a lesser capacity than it used to be. Talk about why the FDA would, would put out this alleged approval. And after you read it, it actually shows this spike vax isn't really available. They, they, they really just approved the name. And if you want to start making it, you can't get it now. And there's legal distinction from the shot that they're using now. But again, let's take all that away. Moderna, that shot specifically was... It's an mRNA shot, was specifically taken off the shelves and stopped being used in Nordic countries for good reason, right? Well, you know this is the most uh, uh, deadly vaccine rollout in history. It is The spike is a dangerous compound. Of the 29, protein, it is, 29 proteins in this vaccine, it is causing all the pathology. And more than that, I mean, I, I don't even think you paraphrased it even as well as it should be. Myocarditis is one thing. But don't forget, it's hitting P53, the guardian of the genome. This is going to cause 
tremendous stress on on tumor suppressor gene that is basically guarding the genome. Every time there's a DNA repair that needs to be made, it's not going to be made with the spike uh, damaging this tumor suppressor gene. That is a big deal potentially as we go forward. Right. That is something we didn't know initially, and we know that now. We know it's d uh, affecting toll-like receptor 7 and 8, which is basically taking care of T-cell surveillance in the body for things like herpes virus, herpes zoster, cytomegalovirus, Epstein-Barr is causing mono. We are seeing this clinically. We have a tremendous, tremendous number of people that are having the, the vaccine and coming back with uh, Epstein-Barr elevation. So we are seeing um, immune suppression and, and immune surveillance. We're seeing the potential uh, escalation of, of tumors. And more importantly, they didn't, they, you know, the harder you squeeze, the more that slips through your fingers. Right. The actuaries have found, the actuaries have found 40% more deaths in the year 2021 between the ages of 18 to 64. I'm sure you know about this, but this, everyone needs to hear this. 40% more deaths. A 10% rise is a one in 200 year occurrence. A 40% rise is, is absolutely uh, unheard of. It's a one in a million. So we are, we are pr proving these drugs, these Modernas, these Modernas and these Pfizer drugs with very little evidence. And as you know, the last time they went through this, the, uh, the committee uh, voted it down for Pfizer. Right. This time, they all rolled over and just voted it in. They don't want to be in trouble. It's Dr. Richard Urso. Go to globalcovidsummit.org. You know, what's interesting about this is they played the same game in August with Comirity, whatever you pronounce it, Comirnaty, whatever it is. Um, they, they, they have the BioNTech shot, which is the one that has EUA. Then they had one they called Comirity, whatever it is, and it's not available anywhere. So they lied about approving a drug that doesn't exist. Then they said it was legally distinct from BioNTech. Same thing with with Moderna and the spike vax. The EUA was renewed two days ago, even though they, they, they pretended they gave FDA approval. That's not true. There is no spike vax available anywhere. So why are they doing it? Because the news headlines are Moderna shot fully FDA approved. Is that just to make us, to fool us? So the, the, here's what I see, Joe, because... In a sense, people look at us thinking we're being tech. These are technicalities. That's what they're thinking, yeah. right? These are not technicalities. This is how we're supposed to do it. It's called normal process, right? right? That's number one. And they're literally getting away with uh, without having to follow normal process. And that's why I will tell people, if these things were amazing, I'd be okay with it, I guess, because, because we've got to save lives. But we're not saving lives. People are dying because of the vaccine. If you look at the numbers outside the United States, you are not seeing, a, a, you are seeing more infections, more, more deaths, especially in Scotland and England, they're seeing more deaths in the vaccinated than the unvaccinated. At the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm all for, um, uh, for normal process, but if these things were saving lives and amazing, I, I would probably be willing to not sit here and, and be so harsh to them that they're not saving lives, they're dangerous. They're the most dangerous vaccines rolled out in history. And I wanna emphasize that because it technically, they've, 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 they are basically creating one thing after another where they don't go through the normal process, right? But on top of that, they're ineffective, they're hurting people, they have long-term problems, they're going into the ovaries of our young children, they're basically hitting tumor suppressor gene P53, the guardian of the genome, they're causing T-cell surveillance issues in our immune systems, with rising Bell's palsy and shingles and other things, we these are not safe products. 
it's amazing because the information is above reproach. I know that you can back all that up, just like Malone can, just like McCullough can, just like Tom Renz has all the numbers from the DOD that says these are deadly vaccines. They've caused 20,000 deaths that he can he can actually pinpoint from the government's own reports. And then we're told, don't, don't mind VAERS, though. VAERS is unreliable. It's always been reliable, but now suddenly it's unreliable. But there are real studies that are being suppressed. It's Dr. Richard Urso, globalcovidsummit.org. So we're looking at, at, at these so-called vaccines. These are shots that now we're told you have to get a booster. And not, not two weeks ago, Fauci came out one day and he said, yeah, it looks like we'll probably have to get a booster every year. The next day, the Pfizer guy said, hey, good news. You'll have to get a booster every year, which equals more billions of dollars for Pfizer. I mean, ethically speaking, I mean, forget about the science involved here because they're ignoring the science. Just ethically speaking, you've got the guy who's supposed to be the, the chief epidemiologist at the government literally pitching for Pfizer. Is he not? What, and, and you want to wonder why are they not? Why are they? Not, I totally agree, but why are they not alarmed by a forty percent rise in deaths from eighteen right. to sixty-four? How is that not for a front-page news? That's a huge thing. The only thing different is the the vaccines, and so we are literally pumping these into all of these people, and we are having numbers that don't make sense. They, like I said, they're slipping through the fingers. The actuaries weren't part of the equation, and those guys came up with data that they, they were surprised. I'm sure they were shocked when they were like, it ended up on the front page for about a split second. And so we are we are having them, what do we want, 40% every year for the next few years? I mean, it's, it's basically, at this point, it should be stopped. The program should be stopped until we can figure out how much death are these things causing. We are seeing numbers, not the VAERS reports. This 40% rise at this age is, is a shock and it needs to be publicized in a big way. Doc, I'm wondering, do you think that big tech and the big media know these things and they're just not reporting it or they aren't being told this by the government? That's a huge thing. A one in a million uh, chance of a yearly death rate rise of 40 percent should be front page news. What if I told you, you know, I could save 40 percent of the lives in this country with one with one fell swoop of my pen? We'd want to do it. We would want to do it. We would want to save those lives immediately. I mean, if you said you could do that. We, we should do it. It's Dr. Richard Urso, the uh, globalcovidsummit.org. He's a great scientist, great physician. Let me ask you this. What should we be using if not these shots? Because the answer is, well, uh, you, you can't use ivermectin. That's bad. You can't use hydroxychloroquine. That's bad. And monoclonal uh, antibodies, that doesn't work at all in Omicron. What should we be doing, Doc? So this is like a teaching moment. I tell people, like, viruses and cancer cells are really similar. They use our machinery, all right? And so we have to kind of come at them from multiple angles. And so we use a sequential multi-drug cocktail. So very early in the first week, the virus is replicating and we can use the drugs to hit the replication cycle. We have a lot of them. The best, believe it or not, is ivermectin still to this day. Uh, But even uh, there's many other products, but we also then have to address the inflammation, the respiratory demise, the blood clotting, all those things are taking place after the first week. So even if we don't do anything to the virus, why would you not treat the inflammation? Why would you not treat respiratory demise? Why would you not treat blood clotting? I mean, these are things that any patient, any doctor can do that, even without those other things. So early treatment makes sense. And we have many things that we can do for all the things. That's how we work as a doctor. It's a practice of medicine is to try to apply. We don't cure diabetes. When's the last time somebody said, hey, I cured diabetes? Right. No, mitigate the damage. This is what we do in many diseases. We mitigate the damage. We don't necessarily cure. Even if you had no no belief in ivermectin, 
you still should treat inflammation with steroids. You should still give aspirin, Eliquis, or Elto for blood clots. You should still treat, you know, the asthma meds for the respiratory depression. You should still give oxygen. These can all be done as an outpatient. This is this is a tragedy of ignoring these simple, simple measures. Do you think, doctor, that anybody should get the shot? I mean, because we keep hearing, well, if you're a high-risk group, if you're a comorbidity, if you've got hypertension, if you're 75 or older, then that's appropriate for you. Do you think it's appropriate for anybody? You know, I told you on the show before, Joe, that uh, I've never been talked about vaccines before, okay? And uh, early on, I didn't I did know the lipid nanoparticles were going to go everywhere. So for people who don't know, they're going in the brain, the bone marrow. They're going in the adrenal glands. They're going in the spleen. They're going in the ovaries. We know that. How do we know? I did research with lipid nanoparticles. That's what they do. We wanted to carry them to the brain, but they were going, we couldn't carry chemo to bone marrow and ovaries, right? So we abandoned it. At the end of the day, we knew right away. But now that I have the luxury of seeing the death, 40% death rise from 18 to 64. I can't keep emphasizing that enough. How is that not a tragedy? That's a tragedy. No, we need to stop right now and back up and, and come up with a better strategy. This is, this is, this is not smart. When people say ivermectin doesn't work, as Dr. Richard Urso, Global COVID Summit.org, go there, globalcovidsummit.org, and go and check out that five-hour sit-down with Ron Johnson the other day, the senator out of Wisconsin. It's amazing. It's still on Rumble. Millions and millions of people have seen that, Doc, so hopefully we're educating more people. When it comes to ivermectin, we have great studies out of, out of India about how, how well it works. And even hydroxychloroquine is working very well in Nigeria, where they take it for malaria. They've got a very low per capita rate of COVID-19. We know these are available out there, yet we've got pharmacists who are deciding if Urso gives PAGS a prescription for ivermectin, I'm not going to fill it. How is that okay? How is that legal? I mean, they basically, you know, these are, this is, this is messaging from the highest levels trickling down to our level as practicing physicians. And so our job is to, is to fix that. So, so you're fixing it, Joe, and what you're doing is fixing it. And, and that's what we need to keep doing. We formed a group where we're going to have our own uh, web, WebMD Medscape. Um, we're in the process of building the company right now. We're also going to do telehealth. We're also going to do urgent care. My clinic is my clinic here. What I do right now, we have a huge clinic. We know how to build big clinics. We know how to uh, take care of patients. Doctors know how to do it. We don't need help from the CDC, the NIH, and the FDA. I've never called a patient in 300,000 patient visits that I've had personally. Never called the CDC or the NIH, the FDA. They don't practice medicine. They're never involved in medical education. They've never done... I went to medical school. I went to residency. I did fellowship training. I had colleagues. I have mentors. I have I have people that I go to to talk to about medicine. I don't call them. They should not be pushing us around. Neither should the drug companies. Great point. It's Dr. Richard Urso. Go to globalcovidsummit.org, globalcovidsummit.org. Check out that video on Rumble. That sit-down was amazing. I, I loved your inclusion in that. And, Doc, let's stay in contact. I appreciate the great information every single time. Thank you. Joe, thanks for everything you're doing. You're bringing, you're bringing the truth. Appreciate you. Do the best much. I can. All right, Doc. I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Incredible information from Dr. Richard Urso. We'll have him on as often as we can. We enjoy having him on. It'll be Dr. Robert Malone, I believe, this coming Friday. We have Dr. McCullough on all the time as well. 
as Dr. Jesse Lopez, who has been in the front of this information since the beginning as well. 40% increase in deaths. I, I, I really want you to break that down. He, he was flabbergasted by it, and I don't blame him. That should be the front page headline everywhere. It should be the top of the newscast everywhere, uh, no matter what the newscast is. But instead, they're hiding it. And the reason why they're hiding it is because they, they're pro-vax. They're pro-Pfizer. They're pro-Moderna. And it's, it's, it's a sad shame. We deserve, I believe we deserve, as human beings alive in 2022, any place on planet Earth, we deserve all the information available. And we're clearly not getting all the information available, and it makes me a little bit sick. It makes me a lot of bit sick, to be honest with you. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks are amazing. I eat Omaha Steaks all the time. I believe I'm having some Omaha Steaks tonight, to be honest with you. Go to the website right now, like we go to all the time, and uh, get yourself... The Heartland um, package is the Heartland favorite pack. Go omahasteaks.com, P-A-G-S in the search bar. Click on search. Then you can get 50% off with the Heartland's favorite package. 50% off plus get four lean pork chops and four extra juicy chicken breasts free on top of everything else you get with that order, which is a lot. Every order is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee and uh, delivered safely to your doorstep like it comes to the Pags house all the time. For a limited time, Omaha Steaks also has that special game day package. You can share that and enjoy it. Visit omahasteaks.com, keyword Pags, P-A-G-S, in the search bar. Take advantage of these exclusive offers. Omaha Steaks has been doing it right for over 100 years. Family owned and operated. You don't want to miss out on these great deals right now just because you listen to or watch my show. omahasteaks.com, keyword Pags. omahasteaks.com, keyword P-A-G-S. Make that happen and make it happen right now. It's scary to think what we aren't learning about COVID-19. It's scary to think that we aren't, um, well, we aren't being told about treatments. Scary to think that pharmacists can decide we're not going to give you ivermectin. Um, I like that what Urso said, you know, like, like Lopez, you, he's going to start doing telemedicine. They're going to have their own sort of WebMD online where you can get prescriptions filled. That's the right way to go about it if you've got these radicals who are, for some reason, using politics to decide if they're going to fill a prescription that's being, you know, it's being written up. The script is being written up by a doctor. You're a pharmacist. You went to school for it. Fill the prescription. It's none of your business why the prescription is happening. And if you're doing it for political reasons, you probably have chosen the wrong field. But what do I know? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. If you missed that funny video with Joe Biden being told by Amy Klobuchar to put his mask on, go to the talk. At Joe Pags on TikTok. At, at Joe Pags. It's right through the latest video. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.